2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Jacob Albrocht, Tommy caster This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Hey, sports bettors ready for
3: some picks destined to fail. It's time to hear what the Sports Daily staff thinks of the weekend games. And hey, as we're talking about it here on Sports Daily, want to tell you that the king of sportsbooks is offering football fans a chance at winning big, really, really big. BetMGM's big game prop challenge is free to play and fun to dream about. Enter to win a chance at up to $100,000. Fall a little short, Win up to $100 bucks in bonus bets if you get enough questions right. Don't delay. Sign up with BetMGM or log into your account between February 7th and 12th. That means you've got until Sunday to make your free picks in the BetMGM Big Game Prop Bet Challenge to win up to $100,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to enter. Kansas only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Certain rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Um, I actually did the, the the prop challenge on BetMGM last night. It is super easy. Um, it's free, more importantly. You just pop on there. You look under your promotions and you can find it. It's, it's not hard and it's, and it's free. Paul Savage joins us now as we get ready to talk Super Bowl. Uh, We make some picks, we make some props, we have all kinds of fun here. Paul, how are you, big fella?
1: Good. What's up, boys? You doing all right this morning?
3: Yeah, it's, you know, it's the Super Bowl Friday. We're almost to the point where we can put everything to the side and just get to a football game, which is always fun. Uh, It'll be as fun this year as ever for two reasons. One, the Chiefs are playing in it, and two, we can finally bet on it and have fun with all these (laughs) wacky things or, you know, whatever, Uh, I'm excited about that end of it. Um, As far as our picks, Tommy and I are never going to catch Paul. Uh, We're going to have some fun with those picks today, though. So we're going to pick the game. Right now, the spread at BetMGM.com is where it's been all week. Kansas City, plus one and a half. The over-under is where it's been all week, 50 and a half. And we'll also throw in, each of us, three props. They can be wacky props. They can be player props. They can be whatever they are. We'll throw those three in. To get us to five picks this week, right? Uh, Perfect. And then after after we have our pick segment here, we can talk more about the game as we make our way through the second hour here, right? Uh, but let's start with the picks. So we'll let Jad hit the music, um, and let's not start with picking a winner first. We're gonna pick that one last. So let's start, ov- let's start with over. Let's start with over under. Fifty and a half points. Paul, you're the leader. You're going to win this picks challenge this year, so we'll let you go first. Fifty and a half. What do you think?
1: Well, that's that's an interesting number. I think it's pretty accurate. I think uh, there's no right or wrong answer to this one, that's for sure. Hey, Tommy, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Because I'm so far ahead, I'm going to give you an advantage today. I'm going. Here's what I'm going to do on my picks. I'm going to make my picks with one hand tied behind my back, okay? That should help I appreciate that. That should help you immensely <laughs> with regards to how I do. So, with that being you. said, with that being said, 50 and a half. Interesting number. I've got confidence that both of these teams will do enough offensively to cover that. That's basically three touchdowns and a field goal in the course of of an entire game, particularly if it goes to overtime, which I think is a possibility, uh, that 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 number will be covered. Guys, I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm going to go over
0: on this one.
3: Tommy, you're ahead of me. I'll let you go next. What do you think?
0: Yeah, so uh, this one is, for me, kind of like a, a throw at a dartboard. Like, right. I, I just I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know on the over-under. Uh, I think this one is really difficult to figure out. The only reason I came to the decision that I, I have on this is because I have a, a score in mind, a final score in mind. Uh, and I added up the, the the points, and that's what got me to the over under. So barely, I'm gonna say over. Um, we may be so I'm thinking go the same ball. score.
3: Yeah, yeah I, we may I, be I'm thinking gonna go the same ball. score.
0: It's gonna be I, it's barely hard. over.
3: I think this game. I, I absolutely think this game could get under. Right? Like I, oh, that, gosh, that possibility. Yes. Yeah. Now, I don't think. I don't think it'll go like way under. But I think it could get under. I also think it could get way over. Um, so it's pretty hard to pick the under. I also think that there is a chance that the offenses are better than the defenses, which doesn't hurt. Well. and the score that I have in mind, Tommy, also does get, I mean slightly over. Yeah. So I can't sit here and take the under, even though I do I, I just wonder if this is a trappy line. Not that the NFL ever gets much higher than fifty and a half, but it. I, I think you go across. You go across sports media and look at game predictions, and I bet ten percent of those predictions might be on the under, which makes me think this game might get so. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over as well, just because you've got you know two great offenses with great offensive players, and I do have my score prediction going slightly over I don't think I'm gonna bet it either way but I'll I'll, I'll take the over yeah. all right let's get to our props now and and so we'll do these I think as a group if everybody does everybody have their three together oh, yeah. already oh yeah yeah okay yeah. so let's let's take them all three at a time here um instead of doing one and then rotating so give us your three props Paul
1: that you're looking at Okay, my three props that I really like, and I believe I will run three for three on all these props, my number one, you know how much I love the big guys in the trenches, right? They know glory, but man, you're a good football team or a bad football team based upon the bigs up front on both sides of the ball. Both of you guys would agree with that, correct? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure, sure. So, I love this prop, a big man's TD, you know, like an you know, releasing a a tackle into the end zone, or maybe a D lineman, you know, getting a, a, a touchdown on a fumble recovery in the end zone. Does a big man get a touchdown? And I'll tell you what, these are some good big men. Philadelphia's got a bunch of good big men, particularly on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are pretty good at certain positions on the defensive side of the ball. I'm saying yes on my prop, yes. At some point, a, a lineman will get a touchdown. Wow. Okay, okay. and that could be
3: offensive or defensive. Either, right? One. That's right. Just a bit. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, you Give us the other up. two.
1: Okay. Yeah. My next one. My my next one is, and I I really don't know how to go on this one. The last play being a kneel down. Do I want to see? Oh, la- that's yeah. a good one. Do I, I want like to see the last that's play? That's a good one. Yeah, and part Ooh. of that is, you know, I don't want to see. A kneel down. I want the last play of a Super Bowl to be a play for the game. And so somebody So you're gonna say it's not a kneel down. I'm gonna say it's not because and that's just hope. That's just what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping somebody's driving, somebody's gotta step up and make a play on defense. You gotta keep the win with with defense. And so I'm going to say that it will not be a kneel down, that there will be a play run and probably a play to try to win a game, try to win a Super Bowl. That's what I'm thinking. All right? Okay. Number three. My third one I love, and I think I really got this one nailed. What color will the Gatorade be? Is it going to be gold or green or some other color in the celebration, whichever team it is, what color is the Gatorade? Uh and you which color are you going with? Well, I'm going I'm going with gold. I mean, come on. I mean, this is Gatorade for yellow God's sake. I think it's yellow. Well, yellow yeah, uh, yeah, yellow, Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yellow. <laughs> something Gatorade. else is colored gold, oh, and you, you god don't want that
3: If, if sense,
1: the Gatorade's
3: Tommy. gold, send it G- back and G- drink more water. <laughs> oh my god. Right? Drink can't. a little more water.
1: Yay, J- buddy Christmas. Uh,
3: something's something's wrong there. Yeah, something uh, is okay. wrong right now, that's right. But anyway. All right, so we so got the, my three blocks What do you
1: think? I think, I,
3: I, you know, the, the Gatorade is probably the most popular prop. I love that kneel-down prop. That's fantastic. Um, and then, and then, yeah, the lineman, that's obviously long odds, but you play the long odds. Play the long most odds. Most likely a defensive lineman making a defensive touchdown. Could be, yeah. uh, all right. Tommy, you're up. Three props. What are you going with?
0: All right. So I'm actually going to do my props based on the game itself and some player props. A uh, little bit different than, than Paul's mentality here, but I've got my three. <laughs> First off, let's talk about Sky Moore for a second. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm surprised that I'm the one giving the Sky Moore prop, and it's not you, Jacob. But his over-under on his receiving yards right now, seven and a half. So that's like one catch. He needs one catch in the game to hit his over. So I'm going to take that over, seven and a half receiving yards and I know that the wide receivers are getting healthier for Kansas City. Looks like Kadarius Tony will be back. Juju. Of course, we know what Marquez Valdez Scantling can do. But I like that over Sky Moore, seven and a half receiving yards. Also, I'm going to take a Patrick Mahomes player prop, but it's not about touchdowns thrown. It's not about passing yards. It's about rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes. His over under in rushing, 19 and a half yards. I think I'm going to take the over on that as well. So Patrick Mahomes rushing for over 19 and a half yards. And then finally, on the defensive side of the ball, I think it's going to be a big Super Bowl for Chris Jones. And I mentioned this earlier in the week when the player props first came out. I'm all about it. All Chris Jones has to do is get half a sack and he will hit his over right now that over under is a quarter of a sack. So even if he if he shares a sack with somebody else, he still hits that over. But I think he'll have one, at least one by himself, if the AFC title game is any indication. So I like that over as well. Those are my three.
3: All right, uh, good stuff there. So i i have I'm going to stick with player props too because there are so many, and I'll make a bunch more of these because they're just so much fun. Like if. If you, go, if, like, if you go in, which is what I've done here to, to bet MGGM and just look under player props or player specials, like there are seriously so many, who's the first to 20 receiving yards who will have more receiving yards of a uh, head to head. Who's going to get to, you know, X number of receiving yards early. So there's just, there's so many and it's the last football game of the year. So I'm going to probably have like a billion little wagers on this. But as far as the props, I actually really like, um, I'm gonna go with, uh, and I it, it's it may be one we have to wait on um, because of because of the injury report. But Kadarius Tony I think is gonna play. We did actually I'm looking right now his prop has popped up. So his receiving yards prop right now is at 27 and a half. I'm taking Kadarius Tony over 27 and a half receiving yards. It looks like he'll play. Um, and I'll just tell you what else I already have on the game. As far as game... And these will be actual, like, normal bets that I'll make. Not just the silly little props. I love Kenneth Gainwell over his rushing yards. Which is right now at 19.5. So, we talked about this one with Chelsea Messenger yesterday. His rushing yards are at 19.5. I'm actually going to do his rushing and his combined yards. But his his last few games, fellas. Like, he has really come on in this Eagles offense. So... In the game against San Francisco, he had 48 rushing yards. In the game against the Giants, he had 112 rushing yards. And in the last game of the regular season against the Giants, he had 35 rushing yards. So he's not only been going over his rushing total lately, he's been going way over that rushing total lately. So that's one that I'm also taking. And then I'm going to stick with him and give you kind of a long shot odds, right, to to get... The player with the most rushing yards in the game, and I'll do a little bit on this, but it's plus 1,400 right now to take Kenneth Gainwell. So, you know, the based on the fact that they've given him 12 and 14 carries in the two postseason games they've played so far, albeit that's with leads, and I get that, and there's inherently the risk, right, as a lot of that production's coming with the lead. But I just think there's been too much production there, so I'm going to take him at that at plus 1,400 As a long odds bet to lead the game in rushing yards. Because if he breaks one off and this turns into a passing game or whatever, I think that'll hit. Everybody feel good about everybody's props? I think we're all on to something here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can I give you a, uh, I'm going to give you another, not really long shot one, but more that it's kind of a fun one that this won't count, but I just saw it and I thought it'd be fun. I'll probably bet it myself. Is will there be a field goal or extra point where the ball hits the crossbar? Uh, or one of the posts. And that's, I think that's like plus 450 going into the game. So I kind of like that. I mean, we see that happen fairly regularly. Um, I might put a little bit of money on that one just to be kind of fun. Because, um, you know, there's a lot of pressure in the Super Bowl. You never know with one of these kickers what might happen. Right,
1: right. Now, I think the one flaw, I think the one flaw in the one pick that was made between the three of us, nine picks, I think eight are pretty good. And that is Tommy's pick, uh for a prop with regards to Chris Jones and his half a sack. Here's part of the problem with, with what you're rationalizing, Tommy, is that, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles have film. They also have coaches, and they're able to look at this film and figure out what to do. I think that this is a pretty good offensive line with the Philadelphia Eagles, and they'll scheme some way, whether they have to chip off with a running back. They're going to figure out ways to negate uh, Chris Jones and his and his ability to rush the passer, they're going to double him up. They'll do whatever they got to do. They'll hinge block you. There's a there's there's a dozen different things that they can do to take care of Chris Jones, and I think it will be monumental if Chris Jones gets a half a sack. Now that's not to say he may not get hurries,
0: but hurries aren't sacks, are they? Well, you hey, know my uh my, my counter to that, Paul, is that teams have had. Five or six years, however long Chris Jones has been in the league, to have film on him. And he's one of the best pass rushers, one of the best sackers in the National Football League. So yeah, they're gonna have film on him from a couple weeks ago in the AFC title game, but uh, they're gonna have film on him from five or six years and that hasn't stopped him before. Well, you no, know?
3: it's a really tricky it's a really tricky one, um because we saw him break through in the AFC championship game, obviously, but we also remember and know that was the first sack he'd ever had in the postseason. Ever. Like in all of these games that he's played. He's got that so,
0: momentum now. He's got No, the, I, don't you know, it, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I like the back. back.
3: It's 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 not even just that, it's that they also now have Karloftis uh adding you know, it's it's a little more difficult to double up Jones because Karloftis is effective. I think he was second in the in the league this year in sacks among rookies. And playoff Frank Clark appears to be back, right? Playoff Frank is here. And so that that makes it a little trickier than it has been perhaps in some years too. Certainly than last year when they really were not effective rushing the passer. So that'll be good. That gets a nice uh, segue into taking a break here. We'll come back and we will begin and finally break the game down. Uh, Our thoughts on it. Uh, We'll make that final pick. We'll pick the game. As we get through it, who are we taking? What's the score? It's the last pick of the year to make, and we'll get to it from a football perspective. Super Bowl 57. Oh, man, it is almost here. We'll talk about it next on Sports Daily. everybody sports daily jacob albrock tommy castor paul savage in to talk some super bowl jad chambers producing full house on a friday fellas let's get to this game um you know we've had a long time to think about it first let's pick it and then we can talk ourselves through it Tom, uh, paul sorry you start us off you've led this thing all the way through what's your pick and what's that key and that reason you're going to go that direction
1: right well, this is an interesting pick, and one of the things that we, we understand is that I look at the strength on both sides of the ball for both teams. I've got to give the advantage to the to the Eagles on both sides of the ball. Granted, it's slight on offense, maybe, maybe, maybe non-existent on offense, because Patrick Mahomes has a lot to do with that, but on the other hand, it's a pretty good defensive line. It's going to get some pressure on Mahomes. Uh, how healthy is Mahomes? I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles and give the one-and-a-half based upon a great offensive line for Jalen Hurts and a great defensive line for the Eagles to try to counter Patrick Mahomes, uh, get him rushed, get him out of the pocket, get him scrambling, get him running around, get him looking at where is the pass rush coming from, not where his receivers are. So I know that's that's not much of a reason, but for me it's enough reason to break a tie – off of two pretty good teams. Vegas says it's a point and a half. That's pretty much a pick em in a Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with the Eagles, and I'll go ahead and give the one and a half. All right.
3: Uh, so Paul takes the bad guys, but a, a pick I think that has been more popular than the Chiefs, just based on what I've seen. I think the consensus is leaning to the favorite. Tommy, you in, or are you taking the Chiefs?
0: Uh, I don't think I can pick against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. And the fact that they're getting points... Um, I'm going to take Kansas City plus one and a half. Um, in fact, my my final score prediction uh, is 31-21 Kansas City. I think it'll be a 10 point win for the Chiefs. I, I think that the Eagles are a really good team, and I you've heard me, Jacob. I've I've sang their praises throughout the entire season. I've questioned why everybody has doubted the Eagles throughout the course of the year. They have clearly been the best team in that conference, and I think that you know they they are. Uh, worthy adversaries and they are worthy of holding the crown as the NFC champions but I just think that Kansas City um, the from what we have seen against uh, uh, from them over the last several weeks and including the ascent of their defense in the AFC title game, I just think that Kansas City has too many weapons and and when you've got um, you know obviously the MVP in the league for the second time Patrick Mahomes under Center, and I think that there's going to be an advantage from a play calling perspective. Andy Reid versus Nick Sirianni. I like Nick Sirianni, but he's not in the same league as Andy Reid is right now. I like Kansas City, and I'm going, to, I'm going to go ahead and take those points.
3: I mean, I've been the Eagles hater all year. Not you, Tommy. And and hater is a is a is a joke term for me right now. Uh, look, I I don't know based on the body of work just in this season that Andy Reid is significantly better than Nick Sirianni, because I think Nick Sirianni's done as good a job. I thought Nick Sirianni should have been the coach of the year. Brian Dable got it. I thought it was Sirianni. They execute at a very, very high level. If we're talking coaching, I think that the critical coaching thing is Steve Spagnuolo, and what can he do? And Manny he knocked it out of the park in a lot of ways against Cincinnati, can he do that again? Can he do the things that have made him, you know, one of the premier names in that spot? And that's just showing different things in the biggest spots that confuse the other team. And I'll say, yes, I think he can. Cause I think if he can do it against Joe Burrow, he can do it against Jalen hurts. No offense to Jalen hurts. I think Joe Burrow's better. Um, Philadelphia is a really interesting team with a lot of insanely talented players just like the Chiefs, right? But they have not beaten a lot of teams like the Chiefs or really good teams. they have fu- I'll, I'll put it this way. They've fared really well against bad teams, and while they've still beat good teams, right, they, they're not that dominant force that they appear to be at other times. Now, they were pretty dominant over San Francisco, but there was an injury. How dominant would they have been had Brock Purdy not got hurt? I don't know the answer to that, and that's what makes it really hard for me. Um, because that was going to be the real litmus test for me. Like, okay, that now we're going to get Philadelphia. They're going to be able to just really prove it and and shut me up, and then Brock Purdy gets hurt, and it's like, okay, well, never mind. I like Patrick Mahomes in this spot. I think he's healthier. Um, I like the emergence of Kadarius Toney. If he stays healthy, I think it adds a wrinkle to their offense that they absolutely have to have. And, and I like Kansas City's defense a little bit here to show Jalen Hurts things he's not used to seeing. I'm gonna take the Chiefs and when I, I'm with you on 51 points but I've got it as 2724. um you know it, it will I, that's what I mean like I don't have it in the 30s like a lot of people do um you know getting up a north of 60 points but I like 27-24. I, I'll be very curious to see the pace of play in this game and what do both teams want to do with their tempo? I, I kind of think they would both like to slow it down a little bit, which is why the over-under is something I'll avoid pretty hard. Because I think in a perfect world for both teams, fellas, like they'll both try to establish the run, run the play clock down, keep the opposing offense off the field. I mean, I mean it's very basic, right? You want to see less of the two leading MVP candidates on the field, if at all possible, right? And, and you know, I think Philadelphia probably relies on bigger plays more than Kansas City because their personnel dictates that. But I think both of these teams are very capable of trying to play a little ball control, and I think that's where both offenses will start at least.
0: I'm going to read off a list here of the opposing quarterbacks that the Philadelphia Eagles have faced this season. And tell me if you are uh, impressed by this list whatsoever. Cooper Rush, Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, Daniel Jones three times, Aaron Rodgers who scored thirty three points in that game, and Dak Prescott who scored thirty four points in that game. So outside of I don't know Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott and maybe Daniel Jones, who there really instills a you know a big time fear. In the hearts of the Eagles, Patrick Mahomes is a different quarterback than everybody on that list that the Philly defense has faced, at least in the regular season.
3: I I think you're right. Paul, I mean Mahomes, Mahomes is obviously the guy and has an opportunity now to to take a shot at a defense that that hasn't played a guy like him this right. year.
2: Right.
1: Well, and that, and that's that's the, well, the, the nobody plays a guy like Mahomes until you play Mahomes. That's that's the right. way this has Correct. come come down to it, at least at this point of his career. But let's do a kind of a little interesting study here real quick. I'm going to ask you guys just a series of about three or four questions which to me, solidifies how I look at this game. So uh, I think it's obvious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you which is better, one for the Chiefs, one for, for the Eagles. Quarterback. All right, Mahomes, right? Both you guys agree on that, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Offensive line, who has the better offensive line?
3: Oh, man, that's a good question. Well, um, I don't think probably it's the, the Eagles.
0: Yeah, Probably I don't, the Eagles. Yeah, I think Philly has a better offensive line. Right, right.
1: I think that's exactly right.
0: Better defensive line that one's even tougher. No, I mean, um, I think I think Kansas City has a better defensive line.
1: No, that's wrong. Well, who has the number one, the number one defense defensive line when it comes to rush pushes, uh, you know, those I, kind of things. Uh, I'll, I'm going to push Sachs back on and, that, Paul. OK, yeah, I'm going to push
3: back on that. Please do because Tommy just gave us the list of quarterbacks. Now, when you're defensive game planning, Paul, I want you to answer this honestly. When you because these are the this is the position that you coach a lot how much easier is it to sack bad quarterbacks than good quarterbacks
1: well that's 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 obviously a a question that is well, but uh, it's but easier. what I'm saying yes, that's is, obvious Yes, but i I think I think it might be a little
3: bit deceptive when you look at that, because the Eagles have had the opportunity to play a lot of inexperienced quarterbacks that get sacked a lot, right? Well, Patrick Mahomes is as good as any quarterback in the league at avoiding sacks. Well, so that's where I would push back on that
1: one. Well, that's that's very well done. But, I mean, I'm looking at the history of this season. You look at the overall results of this season, and this is, is the number one sack team in the league. This is the number one push team in the league. This is the number one, uh, you know, hurry up, uh, defensive line. I'm ju- all I'm saying is that it, when you take it in totality, uh, you, you you just you just got to think that well, you know, this is going to be a defensive line that's better than one defensive line that is led by Chris Jones. So don't get me so wrong. I'm, 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 I'm going to go. Chris Jones Paul, is I'm darn gonna,
0: good, boy. I'm. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to both championship games, the AFC and the NFC right. championship. games. Give me your point. So, all right, so Philly. They ran all over the quarterbacks for the 49ers, knocked Brock Purdy out of the game, knocked Josh Johnson out of the game. All right, so I get that. Hassan Reddick had a phenomenal game for the Eagles in the NFC Championship, and I'm not taking anything away from them. That's great. But the two guys that I just mentioned that they got to, Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. Kansas City's defensive line in the AFC Championship game got through the Bengals' offensive line to get to Joe Burrow, Joe yes. Burrow, who is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think but that when you compare, all I get it. I get it, but what I'm, well, my point is that if we're talking about the level of quarterback and escapability and being able to avoid pressure and all of that, Joe Burrow knows how to do that probably better than anybody else in the league. Yeah, he gets hit a lot, but he's had to you know figure out ways to – he gets the ball out quicker than anybody else in the league, and Kansas City's defensive line was able to get to him. And I think that's a bigger task, getting to Joe Burrow, than it is getting to Josh Johnson or Brock Purdy that the Eagles were able to do.
1: Well, that's a good point. And, of course, experience has a lot to do with that. Mobility has a lot to do with that. And, of course, you look at Jalen Hurts. He, he's not bad with his feet at this point of his career. He's still young enough. He still relies on his feet. And like Patrick Mahomes you know Jalen Hurts is a tough guy to you know get a sack on just because you know he he operates in a pocket he can escape a pocket he can create out in space he does all the things that you would expect a quarterback to do you know this may be a game where you know one of the, one of the uh one of the things we were talking about how many sacks in this game as a prop remember remember that one prop we talked about very very briefly uh you know it may be that nobody's sacked and part of that is not because that the defensive lines are not good, they don't get push, they don't get opportunities to sack. It's because there's a a pair of quarterbacks who might be as good as escaping and using their feet and able to create to avoid sacks. These two might be a couple of the best in the entire NFL when it comes to how much ability do you have to avoid sacks. So it's a good point, Tommy and it, that's part of the fascination of this particular super bowl. You know, you've got some real some really interesting matchups where you have pluses and minuses. You know, a lot of times we go into a super bowl, both teams are pretty darn good at every facet of the game. In this particular game, we have a couple of positions and a couple of of things that may happen in the game where I can make a case the other team is better than the other team and 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 this might be just one of those. I, I and I think it's going to be fascinating to watch the battle of the bigs. This is one game. I want everybody as they watch this game, look at line surge. Look who's winning the the trenches in this game. That will give you an indication as to who wins this particular Super Bowl. In my opinion,
0: and I think to that yeah. point, Paul. I think to that point. You know, it's it. I don't think that Kansas City has to win in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I think they just have to draw. I think think they they have to be even, right? And so, like, if they lose on one side and win the other side, that's great. I I don't think they necessarily have to win on both sides of the ball in the trenches to get a victory uh, because we've we've seen them win a handful of games when the offensive line hasn't been good but the defensive line has or vice versa. So I don't necessarily think that it's got to be both. But I do think defensively for Kansas City, and Jacob, you and I have talked about this throughout the entire week, about the, the best way that Steve Spagnola can defend against Jalen Hurts. I think trying to contain him in the pocket is one. That's one aspect of it. Uh, but also, I think if you can force him to throw the ball deep, you know, he's had that injured shoulder for the past couple of weeks, and he's got, yeah, he's got really dynamic wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins. Like, he's got those guys, and I'm not taking anything away from them. But if you force Jalen Hurts to beat you deep and throw the ball deep, low percentage throws, high difficulty catches, when he's in the pocket making him drop back and throwing it 20, 30, 40 yards deep, that's probably going to be the best way, I would think, for Kansas City to defend the pass. If you're going to let Jalen Hurts get five, ten yards each time and methodically move the ball down the field, whether it's with his legs or throwing the ball, I don't think that's going to bode well defensively for Kansas City. So I think you've got to force him into throwing the ball deep.
3: Yeah, I I mean, there's no doubt Kansas City doesn't want to see him run around. I mean, that's very, very certain. But I will say throwing the ball deep is where the chiefs can kind of get in trouble a little bit with when, you know, we saw T Higgins and Jamar chase make big plays. The Eagles have a couple of guys that can make big plays, you know, down the field too. And Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. I,
0: I My counter to that is that I don't think Jalen hurts is as accurate of a quarterback as Joe. Well, Barone's. no, he's not. So It's but not he's about been, the wide receivers. It's about, but the he's been getting those
3: guys, out. the ball all year. I mean, they've, you know, they've had great years collectively and, the only and I'm with you. Like if he's doing that, it gives the Chiefs time to sack him. But I cannot imagine, at least early on, that other than shot plays that are designed very specifically to take those chances, that Nick Sirianni is going to go into this game and say, "All right, guys, let's have Jalen Hurts make a ton of huge plays through the air to beat the Chiefs." I just, like I can't no, imagine I that's that that's be their the game plan. plan.
0: I don't think that's going to be the game plan either. But if Kansas City defensively, and this is where the linebackers are going to come into play, I would think, if they can try to take away the short passes a little bit, uh, maybe Jalen Hurts doesn't have a choice. And I'm talking about like, you know, time where he's, you know, scrambling around and, and, you know, nothing is open five, 10 yards deep and he's got to take shots downfield. If they can force, that's what I'm saying. If if Kansas City, if Steve Spagnola can force him into that, then I think that's going to be a little bit better than letting him run for a first down, right? If, if you're going to no make question. him do something, uh, make him launch it 30, 40 yards down the field because I don't think he's that accurate, and especially with the banged-up shoulder, I think that's going to be the best way to handle it.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I ask you guys it's, a question real quick? Do you mind if I do this? is a yeah. quick question. We all came to the fact that, uh, that the Philadelphia Eagles is a good football team somewhere along the line in this season. I'm going to be real truthful. I'm, this is as truthful as I can get with you guys. I didn't buy into the Eagles till about week 12 or 13. I swear to gosh, if you go back and you look at all the picks we made, Jad, if you wanted to do this, you could do this. You could go back and look at all the picks. I hardly ever took the Eagles unless it was just, you know, they're playing some dog or whatever the case might be. I did not buy into the Eagles with how good they were until about week 12 or 13. Was there a buy-in time for you guys where all of a sudden the light went on and you go, hey, these guys aren't bad. These guys are pretty good. These guys have a shot. Yeah. At the, somewhere, there's a point where, where you got. Jad, what were you going to say? Were you going to say something?
3: Sorry, Paul. I went back and looked. You took the Eagles over the Vikings in week two,
1: Jacob and Tommy took the Vikings. <laughs> Well, yeah. There you. I, well, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. That was that was that was trying to win a bet. I don't know what the points were, but it had to it had to have to do with points. Because you know, I never thought I just I just said the you know this is Cinderella at the ball, and at some point the slipper's coming off, and I, that's just kind of what I was thinking. And of course, it never did, and it took me a heck of a long time. I guess I'm a stubborn guy when it comes to this kind of stuff but uh for you guys, how long did it take for you guys to buy in?
3: I don't know if I'm bought in Paul and that's you're been still my problem not bought in here Wow well I, I I think that I think that there's a a pretty good chance they were the best team in the NFC um you know I'd, I'd really like to see Brock Purdy play that game but even if they are, that's not as good as the three best AFC teams. So that's always where I've been this year. Like there are clear there were clearly Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City. And then maybe it was the Eagles after that. But like it was it, it hasn't been easy for me because I just they're not playing great teams like some of these other and, and Kansas City schedule was not as difficult as we thought it would be, right? But they played Buffalo and they played Cincinnati in the regular season. Then they played Cincinnati again in the postseason. So we got to see them play some really good games. They they also, you know, had San Francisco. And so it, it's just, I, I'm still not bought in. And that's a good thing for the Eagles, right? Because I think there are a lot of people like me that are like, yeah, I just don't know, man. And they get a chance to get out there. And now after this game, nobody can say anything, right? Like there won't be, because now they're getting the best, right? The Chiefs were the best, have been the best. These are the top dogs and you get a chance to go get them. So you know, prove everybody like me wrong, but I, yeah. I I still am not totally bought in with the Eagles, and it's really the biggest reason I'm picking the chiefs. Wow, Tommy, I about don't you? know,
0: yeah, i I don't know if I would say that I was bought in at this point, but i I remember it back in like, I don't know week seven or week eight, and we had a conversation on the show where I said, why does everybody keep doubting them? They're winning games. Right. you know, and, and so i I understand that the the competition level wasn't as good and, and what I get all of that. The, I, I even listed off the quarterbacks that they faced that they're not great, but they were winning games. And I think it was pretty easy to tell that at least in that conference that they were rising to the top and that there wasn't going to be another team outside of maybe San Francisco that we thought, okay, with Christian McCaffrey and if the quarterback situation, if they, if that stays healthy, they'll have a shot to, you know, challenge them, but it's been Philly. It's been Philly all along in the NFC. And so that's why I, when this matchup was solidified, I thought, all right, these are the two best teams in each conference. Let's go. Let's make it happen. And I think that's why it's been so difficult to see exactly how this game is going to play out. Can I maybe throw one... in the
3: fact that Super Bowls are unpredictable. Yeah, Jad, what's up?
1: Well, just one more thing. I didn't have to go far to find Paul's first pick of the Eagles. We, we picked games involving the Eagles in weeks two, four, and six. Paul picked the Eagles in every one of those games. Well, I I didn't mean it. All right. I I didn't mean it. Jad's got the receipts all the time. Well, that segment didn't quite go like I thought it would.
3: All right. We'll come back. We'll continue the conversation next on Sports Daily. welcome back everybody sports daily patrick mahomes is the mvp second time in his young career uh you know fellas this one is the most impressive to me for him because of the way this total you know change happened but if they don't win the game how much less do you think this mvp means do you tie the two together i sort of do and that's not fair at all but it is what it is. Tommy, do you, is the MVP mean less if they don't win the Super Bowl?
0: Well, I think you can ask the last what 10 players that won the MVP that were in the Super Bowl that all lost the Super Bowl. I mean, it's happened Quite a bit. So the odds are actually not in Patrick Mahomes' favor. Uh, Tom Brady won it in 2017 and then lost the Super Bowl. It goes all the way back to Kurt Warner, I think in 2002, won the MVP, lost the Super Bowl. So it's happened quite a bit where the, if there's a player that wins the MVP that's in the Super Bowl, a lot of times they go on to lose that game. So I think that if you don't draw conclusions from those guys, like I don't look at Tom Brady winning the MVP in 2017. And the fact they lost to the Eagles that year in the Super Bowl, I don't think less to Tom Brady for that. So um, it, because there's a lot of uh, other examples of that same thing happening, no, I don't really draw a lot of conclusions to that.
3: Paul, what do you think? We may have lost Paul there. Um, you know, I it's, it's yeah, look, Tommy, I, I think it does matter because I don't remember that Tom Brady even won an MVP that year, right? I remember that the yeah. Patriots lost to the
0: Eagles. Well, and, true, but you also don't discount Tom Brady's career no, because he won that, the MVP I, and lost the Super had, Bowl that but year.
3: But had they won the game and he won the MVP, I think it would mean more. Right. And well, so that, you know, that that
1: does matter, Paul, if, if you get them together, right? Right. Well, that, yeah. And, you know, you you measure a guy's career, how good he is. How many rings does he have? See, we don't even need to say right. championships anymore, do we? And this is you the know? only this is one of the only sports we do this in. Yeah, that's way, right. Too, but right? how many how many rings does he have? You don't need to say the word championships. You don't need to say the word Super Bowls. How many rings does a guy have? That's how we judge football, and particularly at the NFL level, but particularly at any kind of, you know, upper level or lower le- whatever it is. How many rings do you have? And and so, which would most football players rather have an MVP or trophy sitting on a shelf? Or a ring. It's not even close, Jacob. It's not even close. You measure a guy's success by how many rings he has. Now, a guy like Tom Brady, as Tommy was saying, you know, there's going to be accolades go around, you know, MVPs and 80,000 yards, uh, a, a number that it'll be a while before somebody, you know, breaks that. Somebody will, but it might take a little bit to do that. But you look at uh, you look at, at MVPs or any other you look at all all pro you look at at Pro Bowls you look at whatever it is they all cower in terms of how many Super Bowl rings do you have? That, that's yeah, just I think for, Doug,
0: that my my big thing just real quick my big thing is that I don't think the MVP award that he just won is discounted if he loses this game on Sunday. What I will say though is if he loses this game on Sunday and we talked about it earlier this week, that hurts the overall legacy of Patrick Mahomes and it's going to make it a little bit of a tougher hill to climb long term if he wants to be considered one of the greats. But this individual MVP award right here as it correlates to the game on Sunday, I don't really think that there's a whole lot uh, that you can you can compare it to. Well, now it depends so upon how he interesting. plays.
3: Yeah. From well, Doug well. Doug Clawson put this out, by the way. Patrick Mahomes is the fourth MVP quarterback to face the number one pass defense of the league in the Super Bowl. The previous three went 0-3 with three touchdowns <laughs> and eight interceptions. Jeez, that's, that's Cam something. Newton Yikes. versus the Broncos, Peyton Manning versus the Seahawks, Rich Gannon versus the Bucs. I will say this. I don't think this Eagles defense is as good as any of those three defenses, but it's, an, it's a really interesting Very. stat. Very interesting. All right. We'll come back. It's all on the shoulders of Patrick Mahomes. I think we'd all agree on that. 869-1240. That's the number. KFHradio.com is the place you can listen back to anything we've talked about today. We'll come back. We'll get you ready for the weekend
1: next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.